Thank you for tuning in to the Her Royal Roots podcast station. We are currently in a series titled, A Wise Woman Builds Her House. Lessons are taught by Holda Dawid, or a special guest bringing insight to the Hebraic understanding of what it means to be a wife, mother, or a woman in a Hebraic community. All of the insight we give is through a scriptural, cultural, or bio-agricultural understanding of the times in which the scriptures were written. By listening, you will be tuning into a live recording of the session. We are so thankful that you chose to join us. We hope that you are blessed. Shalom. Royalty. Royalty. Powers of the chosen people. Bible in my hand. Word inside my heart. And pain before my eyes. Broken people wanting to believe in something. Looking for a lie. Trying to find the truth. The cool thing about the Bible is when you're doing something, other things kind of like overlap into that because everything works together in this cool, intricate cycle. So like you're never like doing something and not doing something else. So it's really cool even when I study, I can do like three or four books at a time with the Bible because, you know, they all tend to run in together. So um, you were gone the week before last. We didn't have, um, we didn't meet last week. And the week before that, we did ritual cleansing part one. And so, um, I guess this is kind of like ritual cleansing part two, but also redemption and your body is a temple. And so we're going to actually look at what that actually means. It's so funny that people have this, I used to, I'm like beginning to love Paul again. Like I loved him as a Christian, began to like loathe him as a Hebrew because I was like, Everything you say sounds so different, and I know I'm supposed to be keeping Torah, but it, oh, gosh, right? And then as you start to read and understand Torah, the love comes back because you see the angle from which he's coming from, and everything that he's saying is so deep and so rich that, like, it just, like, then you get all excited all over again, like, oh, okay, now I can explain that to people because I had a hard time in the beginning explaining away you know, things that people thought about Galatians or about um, Romans or in Ephesians and they would come up with it and I'd be like, well, I know Paul is not going against her, so I need to find out why or how he came to that conclusion. And so, um, so actually we're going to take and launch off from a verse that he actually uses and then show you what Paul's mind is thinking and then how this actually relates to us. And Torah and Old Testament and culture and context. So on the very top of the page, it says, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit or the Ruach HaKodesh who is in you, whom you have from Yah or Elohim, and you are not your own for you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify Yah with your body. Mm. Right? So in the Christian church, you're, when you hear that, it's like, uh, don't sleep around. You know, you save your body for your husband because your body's like temple. And it's like, oh, and most young women and young men just cannot connect with that. It's like, I mean, I, you know inherently that you just shouldn't be sleeping with people. But it's like, but don't y'all do it too? And, you know, y'all good. So we'll be good. It's not like you don't have any foundation without the Old Testament. There's no foundation to, to carry this principle. So you're like, oh, okay, so then people tell you you don't defile your body, but then you can eat whatever you want, you know? Mm-hmm. Then don't defile your body, but you don't take care of yourself. You don't take care of your health. So there's like this like spiritual aspect with no physical, and those two things don't work because we've learned over, there's duality. Whatever you see in the physical is mirrored in the spiritual and vice versa. But with the New Testament and with Christianity, what you get is like a one-sided picture it's like, I'm standing in the mirror, but I don't see my reflection. It, that would just be weird. Like, you know it's a mirror, but when you stand in it, it's like, I don't see me. It's funny. There's a verse that says, it's like a person who looks in the mirror, sees their face, and walks away and don't remember what they look like. That's kind of how it is in the New Testament. I know about the Old Testament, but I don't really mirror any of the things of it. So it's a, fool, it's a foolish type way of thinking. Okay, so 
Um, we're actually going to go, obviously, work from the Old Testament to the New Testament. So we're going to actually look at, and not in uh, extreme detail, but just well enough so you get the, the overall picture, and then we'll kind of, we might go deeper into some things later. But um, we're going to look at the tabernacle. And we're going to start with the actual one in the wilderness, and then we'll work our way through. Excuse me. Maybe I should need that. Um, okay, so on the introduction, just have a verse. It says, and make a sanctuary for me. So this is Yah talking to Moshe. And make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell in the midst of them, according to all that I show you, the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its equipment. And so, will, and so you will do. Okay. So... <coughs> When Yah writes the creation story, which is very interesting, for lack of better terms, it's a vague kind of rundown. We went through it. I mean, we, we hear all the stuff that happened, but he doesn't go, oh, this is what I did. I took an atom, and then I created matter, and then matter separated from that. He's like, mm-hmm. eh, it's there. That's your exploration. That's what you're supposed to look at. Those are the revealed things. Go find them. Have fun. Pokemon Go, but on some real stuff. Like, <laughs> right. It's like, go explore. Go and look at your environment. And then you can answer all these questions yourself. I give you the blueprint. But when Yah gives the instructions for the tabernacle, it is the longest instructions given. And it's precise. I mean, to the measurement, to the this, to the that. And he does it two times all the way through from beginning to end. Um, and he tells what he wants, how he wants, and he keeps telling him, this is the pattern. I'm going to show you this pattern on the mountain. I'm going to show you. Mirror it after this. Do it, do it, do it, do it. And so there's a pattern for the tabernacle. So the thing that I'm working on, which had me like in two places, but focusing on one thing at a time, write a book. And it's called, um, probably shouldn't say this when I steal it. But uh, <laughs> I'll tell you later. But what, what I'm, de- I'm in one of the portions, I'm dealing with this whole idea of the pattern of the universe, if you want to call it that, the pattern of the tabernacle, and the pattern of the physical body, then the pattern of the spiritual body, which is the called out assembly, and then the pattern of the body of Messiah, mm-hmm. and how all those things in every function are the same. You'll actually see this in your um, outline. Yah does that on purpose. So I talked to you guys, um, I think the last time, before you spoke this last time, about a cycle of order. These cycles of order are completely the same. So Yah is like, my word doesn't return void to me. All these things, because what I have set up and put out, they're going to return over and over and over again. Lemons produce lemons. These things do these things. Okay, so I'm going to give you some definitions. So the first definition is going to be Mishkan. Okay, so um, the word is tabernacle. And so how it's normally translated is like a dwelling place or a tabernacle, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give it to you both ways. So I'm going to keep doing this dual thing where I'm going to talk about the body and then I'll talk about the actual tabernacle. So Mishkan in the wilderness was that tent or that tabernacle that could be taken down and put back up and taken down and put back up. But it had intricate function. It had sockets and it had linen and it had colors and it had um, vessels. All these things were still a part of it, but it was a tabernacle. It was a dwelling place, but it was a temporary dwelling place. Duality to the body. The skin, the body is a dwelling place, right? But it's a temporary dwelling place. It's not meant to last forever. There is another body that is meant to last forever, but it's not this one. Okay, just like the tabernacle was a practice body, if you want to put it like it was a practice temple for the wilderness. When they got into the land, they were supposed to build a permanent structure that was supposed to stand, and Yah was supposed to dwell there. Okay, so you see that that thing. So the root for that word is shakan. So um, and it literally means to settle down, to abide, or to dwell. It's more permanent. A mishkan, but to shakan, it means to like come over and to, to stay, okay? So one means to tabernacle, stay for a little bit. The other means to dwell, to stay forever, mm-hmm. right? Kind of get that? Okay. The next one is tabnit, and it means pattern. And it has to do with construction, pattern, or a figure, okay? And so I, you guys probably don't remember, but there's a root word in there and you'll see it. The root word for that is 
Bana. To build. Mm. Right? You're starting to see these. Okay, so you'll see them the same way I see them. So another one means like the likeness, but the root of a construction or a figure or a pattern is the build of it. Okay? Next one is Selim, right? So it has to do with an image. And it has to do, we remember that he says, and make them in my likeness and in my image. Yeah, so you see all these words coming back that we dealt with in Genesis where he's like, make man in my likeness and my image. Well, if man is in your likeness and your image, mm-hmm. and then everything in the universe also mirrors everything, then you're going to see a lot of man in everything else. I'll show you a really cool picture. Um, people who are probably listening will get to hear this part. But um, I'm going to show you this. Okay. So, have you seen this? So, the eye, the actual person's eye, and nebulas or stars, the structure of it are exactly the same. Can you see that? It's crazy. And there's no, no person's eyes are the same. I mean, you've seen it in like sci-fi movies and people have a lot of money. Where you can actually scan your retina and, you know, like your fingerprint. It's very interesting, right? So you see a blueprint. If those things are in your body, I'll show you a lot more things, but that's just one. Mm-hmm. So you see that mirrored. So Adam's taken from the dust of the ground, so you're going to see mirrored things. Like, for instance, people have, like, um, food, like the things that fill your body. So you come out of the ground, then I can also eat stuff out of the ground, right? I can, it's just, if you, that's why they say the, the human and the banana have the exact same amount of DNA, they're like 99 point, only like point zero 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 thirteen zeros and a one difference. Why? Well, the banana, it doesn't mean we evolve from bananas, <laughs> right? But it means that the thing that's going to come into my body and actually fuel it has to be similar to the composition of my body. Likewise with, likewise with the eye. If I'm going to put my spirit in you, there has to be some similarities in the composition in your makeup mm. for me to actually dwell. So when he builds a tabernacle, make it according to this image, and I'll tell you what the image is because he shows them on the mountain, make it according to this because it has to mirror me. Okay? Okay, so um, the last one is, and this is funny because it's um, same like bana, but little things make a difference. It's bina though. And it literally means understanding. So... Build is bana. Bana means understanding. So you're going to pretty much, and if we work through it, make a tabernacle according to the pattern. In my image, build it with understanding. Okay? So that's, that's the pretty much the onset. So the same thing with the body. He makes it a tabernacle in his image according to the pattern, and he's going to build it with understanding, with knowledge, with wisdom. I'm going to carry out so that it brings forth a function and a purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay, so inside the tabernacle, we'll go through these because they're, they're pretty simple. There's people that work inside the actual physical tabernacle, just like the body has parts that function within, inside the actual body. If something goes haywire in the body, everything else goes haywire, something's overcompensating for somebody else's work, and then it goes all crazy. Same thing in a call that assembly. If you have a gift and you don't use your gift, then somebody else has to use their gift, plus try to make up for yours because they're kind of good at it, but it doesn't function at 100%. Right. Then there's not a proper function within right. the body. In the home, if there are particular set roles, if you don't carry out yours, then I have to do too much over here, and then somebody lacks. The children are going to lack, or the home is going to lack. So wherever there's an imbalance where function is not at 100%, it's not 50-50, but 100-100, then it creates a breakdown and then the system gets sick and then it needs to reboot or then it dies and it separates and people go their separate ways. If the function is completely the same, it's the same in the universe. If you take too much of something and you don't replenish it or you don't allow it to grow back, then guess what? There's a deficit. Then when somebody else comes along and they need, they can't have it because somebody hoarded too much. Cycle of order. It works out all the time. So the day of rest, seven. Mm-hmm. So that's why God said, let the land have that seven. Right. Because it will, you'll deplete because all the, the, the resources, resources, the nutrients in the ground. Uh, and then okay. what happens? You don't get food that has enough nutrient. Like now, we have yeah. this food. You're picking it too soon. Or it's GMO. or it's, mm. And you don't get the proper nutrients. And then somebody else is going to suffer. The ground is going to suffer earthquakes. 
Um, when a water tables deplete mm -hmm. and the ground compresses, it causes ground cracking and too much salt in the ground, too much salt in the ground means that now the plants can't grow because when the salt comes out of the soil and then goes into the plants and they don't function properly, you have to water them too much and then they don't put on. I mean, you can create a world of chaos by not having balance. And that's why the natives, people make fun of them, they write about that whole system of operation. The banana you're talking about? Mm -hmm. Like, I had a real banana. <laughs> right? It's good, probably. It was good. <laughs> Remember how the banana when little, tasted when I was little? little. Yes. I, I like, hear people say this that is a lot. Not, tomatoes. This doesn't taste the same. But it was like, when I went back there, it was like, no, this is what a banana tastes wow. like. But imagine, you never, never a, a tomato till you grow one. Grow your own. Mm -hmm. So imagine never letting the ground rest. These farmers are not letting their ground rest. Mm -hmm. They're not and they're, doing, and they're working on on the on the seventh too. Right. So they're they're working. They're not letting the ground rest. They're making their money. And what they do is they just deplete the ground, and then you know what they do with it because they're doing it out by my house, and they build a housing forest. development development. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. They'll put a house right there now. And then you wonder why in ten years the well runs dry, but you've been pumping water out for the past forty years. You know. You see how that works? You're not. Nobody's thinking. Okay. So the next one, the people. So the people inside, they function according to their function. There are also people outside that have a function. Remember, everybody in the, in the camp didn't ever get to go into the actual tabernacle. Right, so there were the Levites worked in the tabernacle, but keeping it safe and bringing your offerings and doing these things, this allowed the tabernacle to function. If the people outside stopped doing their thing, well, we've seen it happen in scripture actually, then the priests go out and they work and then they neglect the tabernacle. So then it becomes like a wasteland. And then you end up with a Bible shoved in the back and nobody's actually read Torah, but you have in church every Sunday. Mm -hmm. Oh, reminds me of Jer Josiah's time. They found, they're like, oh, we, we haven't found a Bible. Wait, what do you mean you found a Bible? What were you doing as priest all this time? Well, wait, what? So you see how that, so both systems, they feed off of one another. Okay, um, those who sacrifice. So same thing in the home. You have those who sacrifice in the home so that there can be function oh well, there's outside of the home so there can be function inside the home so you gave up one of your children to go help and work in the temple so that everybody else could function so the tabernacle can function and that your home would function so that you people wouldn't be looking like everybody else had to give up a kid to go work you just get to chill out with right. your kid you know what i mean like and there was a everybody gave something um those who had an indirect role. So there were also those who had an indirect role, which were the people who sojourned. They had an indirect role with the tabernacle because it was also a place, which is very interesting how Yah set it up. Um, he set up the tabernacle so that from the outside, it looked very, uh, un, uh, it was like, oh, it's just a big tent out in the middle of nowhere. I'm not going to put gold and acacia wood and all this stuff on the outside. I want you to come because you want to come. I don't want you to come because it looks good. But churches are the opposite. Mm -hmm. They put up, well, I want a big church and we got all these programs. I want to draw you, but I don't got nothing to give you. Mm -hmm. But then the place where it might not look as good has all the stuff for you, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm actually going to, I don't even think, I don't know if I wrote this down. If I wrote it at the end, then I'm going to do it now. So, so I wrote that, a note. That church is dead and it's a wasteland. It can, it's like a whitewashed tomb. Mm -hmm. It looks good on the outside, but it's dead on the inside. Mm -hmm. So we were talking yesterday about, because uh, people get so caught up in the spiritual, especially church people, mm -hmm. and they're very spiritual, but they have no physical um, manifestations of all that spirituality that they house. So basically it's emotionalism. It, right. It feels good, it feels but good. It, there's no outside. So people, it's like, yeah, so the opposite. He's like, look at this tabernacle. You might, you might just walk past it like, oh, we must got a big family. Keep on going, right? But if you stop and you go inside, you're like, whoa, the whole inside of this thing has gold and this and this. And this is like really, really intricate. But you have to be inside to even know this. You have to get inside the camp. They have to trust you. And I just want to let you walk. You have to learn the customs. So people have this thing where like, I'm not going to learn the laws of Yah, right? Or I'm not going to apply them because I don't see the benefit of it. And yeah, so the other way around. It's funny, me. I told this is like uh, me and Mom do this a lot. So I'll make something that's like really good, and I'm like, and he's eating something completely different. And I'm like, oh, just try this. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to make stuff that tastes already got in my mouth. I'm like, no, you're really gonna be happy, and then you can have it if it's really good. I'm like, try it. Then I get mad. I'm like, 
So you don't want to try it? Just try it. And you have this whole thing. But imagine how Yah is. But he, you'll never know that it was good if you never experience it. You can t- I can tell you it's good. I can eat nothing. You're like, oh, it was great. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, it was good. And you can tell somebody else, you know what? Marika made a really good meal the other day. She really enjoyed it. But you don't have any personal experience. That's how it is with Torah. And imagine how frustrating it is for Yah. Because I have never met a person who has actually tried doing the things in the Bible and say, you know what? That was a waste of time. Right, but to actual, and it's Not funny. Really you would just if you if you would just get somebody to do it, and that's Yah's whole thing. If I can just get you to come, right? If I can just get you to come. Then you'll see, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do like church and and swindle you how good it is. I'm not gonna, but I'm not gonna give you. Oh, here, look, it's gold in there, and it's this because people try to do that in Christianity. You want to give people the streets paved with gold and the holy city, and y'all not even going. You can't even get in because to you on the outside, you're sitting on the outside. It looks uncomely. The tabernacle or the holy city. It's like the outside of the Mishkan. It's all dusty. It's in the wilderness and it don't look like it's antiquated. Don't nobody want to do that old stuff no more. We don't have to do that no more. Don't nobody. And you're like, dude, honestly, inside, it's like a mansion and they got like flat screen TV. You're like, I'm not going in that tent. I'm not going. I'm not doing it. And though you'll never see the benefit. It's just, so it's the same way. Yah makes it so that once you start doing it, you see the benefit and you can never stop. Mm-hmm. But if you never start, you'll never... You'll, it'll never just like, you'll never just like get a like a, ooh, I can just feel Jesus in my soul. Like, there's no, there's no that. That doesn't exist. You actually, once you start carrying out the commandments, then you start like, you be praying for revelation. I see pastors, ooh, I got put together. So you're not, you're not going to get anything. You're not getting any revelation. You're not, you're going to get the same thing that somebody else got that you read in a commentary. Because until you start keeping Torah and actually living the lifestyle, when you open that Bible, it'll never live for you. Mm-hmm. It'll be like, and that's a, it's like the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law. Right. You don't understand that you're living under the letter of the law where you can only see the letter. You're not living under the spirit of law like you think you are. Mm-hmm. The New Testament doesn't live for you. Because Paul literally is like, okay, first of all, your body's a tabernacle. And everybody's like, we don't even know what a tabernacle is. You don't even want to have no... And, or you'll look at it and you'll say, oh, because your body is holy and set apart. You don't even know what he's talking about. I'm getting ready to show you guys something that is going to just blow your, you blow your mind. Okay, so um, you have those who have an indirect role. So those who are on the outside who can't see the benefit inside. So our tabernacles, our bodies, and our homes, and our lifestyle, our culture, is supposed to draw them into the fold. Mm-hmm. Once you get in the fold, then we can watch you. We can say, like, because if, if I'm a millionaire, I'm not going to walk around telling everybody I'm a millionaire. I'd have so many friends. Mm-hmm. But if I was just like, you know, I'm just going to be poor. I'm not even going to tell you. I'm going to see how you're going to treat me. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, eventually I'm like, oh, man, he's cool. Hey, you want to go to Europe? Hey, you want to go to Africa? You're like, how? Well, just come on. I got you. Somebody, somebody hooked us up. And after a while, you'd be like, dang, I'm hanging out with this person, and I keep benefiting. What is this all about? Because I have something, but I'm not going to just tell you. I'm not going to give you all the blessing part first, and then you're going to use me. And then you'll never leave away from me because I have something. Mm-hmm. But then you'll never really appreciate me either. That's the way he is. He's like, no, show, let me give you a little bit. Here's a couple of commandments in a heart. Keep them. Then you start keeping them. Your body starts feeling better, and then you're like, you can't. And then he's like, you know what? And here's, a, here's some extra stuff, too. Here's some physical stuff. Here's some money. The rich young ruler had everything. He looked at Hamasiak, he's like, dude, you are poor. <laughs> let, me, let me help you. She was like, okay. So what you want? He's like, so how do I get eternal life? And he's like, mm, sell all your stuff, give it to the poor. He's like, I'm trying to give you some money. And you tell me to sell my stuff, give it to the poor, and follow your poor self. That don't seem right. And he's like, but I've been keeping the commandments. And he's like, yeah, all right, so let's do the next thing. Let's just, you, you're serious about it, right? And he left and he was sad. And it said Yeshua was sad. For him. He was like, wow. Because he was like, wow, you, that is, that is something else. You are something else. <laughs> something else. But he didn't realize it was, and so he told the disciples, he's like, you know, the sad thing about that, he's like, not only, and this is the part now, like, church is really messed up, but he said not only was I going to give him everything in, a, in, this, in the next life, he said, but I was going to give it all back in this one too. 
But just because on the outside, oh, you poor. Y'all over here getting coins out of fish's mouths. I ain't got time for this. <laughs> I don't have time for this. And you see how you can miss it? The treasure of the tabernacle is right in front of you. It's literally, you are literally living it. And you can miss it because you just, eh, I don't want to be uncomfortable for a little bit. I don't want to have to learn something new. I don't want to have to say different words. I don't want to have to go around different people. I don't want to have to stop doing stuff that I've been doing. Eh. Like, you see how whiny yeah. that sounds? Yeah. Like, you yeah. sound like a spoiled brat, just like he did. He was like, oh, you, you don't have a chariot, though. <laughs> Can I, you see what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's really sad. Okay, so um, now throughout history, and we'll, I'm just going to run through these. So um, you have different temples that are bit, built built so the the tabernacle in the wilderness looks different than solomon's temple mm-hmm. and then here and then there was a second Herod. temple during ezra mm-hmm. um and then Herod added to it and did some strange things we'll get into that next week um pretty much defiled it and um but even though they were different remember i mean solomon goes all out i mean he made a temple to where when you walked up, you knew what it was about. He had gold. He wasn't playing. He's like, outside and inside. Just want you to know. And yeah, I was like, okay. The zeal. But he did it according to knowledge. He did it with understanding. Uh, not knowledge. He did it with understanding. And so that's how he built it. Okay. Um, and so the temples were different slightly. All the inside things were the same. But the understanding of the pattern was the same. And so we're going to read these verses. I'm going to show you guys a couple of things. Okay, it says, they serve as, um, as a copy and a shadow of the heavenly sanctuary. This is why Moshe was warned when he was about to build the tabernacle. See to it that you make everything according to the pattern shown you in the mountain. Okay, I think that was supposed to be Hebrews 8, 4. Yes, not Exodus 24. Yeah, it's Hebrews 8, 4. 8, 4, 8, 2. Um, and then the next one, so that's actually Paul talking. And he, so he tells him, he says, they are, they serve as a copy and a shadow of the heavenly sanctuary. So people keep saying, well, the laws were a shadow of things to come. And I've heard this and I think Brad says it. He goes, so if you're standing on a corner and you see the shadow of a dumpster truck coming, right? A shadow of things to come. No, 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 not move. And then when it turns the corner, it's a kitten. No. That don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. If I if the shadow is a dumpster truck, it's, then the thing that I see with my eyes is going to be the dumpster truck. So if the shadow was Torah and the instructions, then when I see or behold it with my eyes, it should be Torah and the instructions. If the shadow was the tabernacle, right? Then when I see the tabernacle that dwells with us in the flesh, it should look like the tabernacle. Right. You don't get a different image. If I see a shadow in the... It's like Peter Pan. He was trying to get his shadow back. He's like, when I look down, I don't see me. It's all... The shadow was doing something different than I'm doing. That wasn't right. He had a real problem with that. Peter Pan was like, Wendy was like, I got you, Peter. Let me stitch your shadow back together. That's pretty much where we are. It's like, no, the shadow and the image can't be doing two different things. Yeah. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't, spooky. that will freak you out. And it's what's happening. But some people are like, no, 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 the shadow is a spirit. <laughs> and the physical thing, that's Jesus. And the spirit and Jesus, I mean, they agree. Because look, it looked like Peter Pan. But he just do his own thing. No, that shadow need to get back with that person so that I can be okay with that. Like I need that to work. <laughs> I need to be. I need to. I need to understand this. Okay. So the second one, according to all that I show thee, after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall you make it. So not only was the tabernacle a pattern of something, but also everything that's within the tabernacle is a pattern of some pattern of something. Okay, and then this is Ezekiel. Now, Ezekiel, he'll blow your brain, so we'll just look at, yeah. So he says, and he said to me, and this is Yah talking to him, Son of man, this is the place of my throne and the place of the soles of my feet where I will dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever. So now this is after temples, tabernacles. He's talking later, okay? No more shall the house of Israel defile my holy name, Son of man. Describe the temple to the house of Israel that they may be ashamed of their iniquities and let them measure the pattern. 
And if they are ashamed of all that they have done, make known to them the design of the temple and its arrangements, its exits and its entrances, and its entire design and all its ordinances, all its forms and all its laws. Write it down in their sight so they may keep it, its whole design and all its ordinances and perform them. This is the law of the temple. The whole area surrounding the mountaintop is most holy. Behold, this is the law of the temple. He's like, oh, y'all forgot. Tell it to them again. Mm-hmm. Show them again. They forgot. Okay, show them. And they're going to be like, oh my gosh, Yeshua was supposed to be the tabernacle, but I hate the Old Testament. Tell them. And then when they feel bad, then tell them now, look. Look here, look. This is them, and this part is him, and this is you, and this is how this functions. Okay, so we're going to go back. So I gave you these definitions. Okay, so just read them off when I ask you what the part of speech is. So you're going to be telling me masculine or feminine. So the tabernacle, the mishkan, is what? Yes. Okay. The pattern. Feminine. The image. Masculine. Masculine. And the understanding. Feminine. The perfect balance. Mm. So when you have the when you look at the tabernacle, you have and it's funny because the outward things, obviously. So you have the tabernacle, then you have the pattern, mm. you have the image, and then you have the understanding. So the things that you see are what? Masculine. Masculine. But the function of it is feminine. feminine, Right? And so Yah is whole. He's complete. See, Adam was split between himself and the woman. Yeshua didn't have that issue. He was the fullness, how they say it, of the Yah head bodily. It meant that he didn't have that lack. Like, oh, man shouldn't be alone. He wasn't in violation of something by not having a counterpart in that sense. in 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 a physical sense. Because he was all. He didn't have that. I was. He was all masculine yep. and, and all feminine, feminine, just like Yah is all masculine and all feminine. Feminine. And so you see the function. I'm going to show you where the church comes in because that's where I know that probably we were people's head is going next. Well, what about the church or the the called out assembly? Okay. So, but within the function, so those things that function within, then you see the function of the called out assembly. It says you are the body of Messiah. People say it all over. You're the body of Christ. You're the body of Christ. What does that mean? Well, that you can see the function of the bride within the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. You're in me, like it says, if I be if a man be in Christ and he's a new creature. What does that mean? If you're in this function, then you're new. And also he said you're a living stone. You're living. So you're a living example. You're a living testimony. You are within. So you'll see some of the feminine functions of the bride. So you see like the sacrifice. So you see the womb. You see all these things within this picture. And so what he does is he gives of himself just like Adam for the called out, for Israel. And for those who want to be a part, I'm going to give of myself for you. I'm going to redeem you. But you have to see the pattern. But I don't need you to function. People keep thinking that like, oh, yeah, I needed somebody to love or yeah, I created because he wanted. Your existence, you exist because I am. I don't exist because you are. Because within the function of who I am, I'm carrying out and making everything stay perfect, even if you never, ever come in here ever again. There's no physical tabernacle, yet Yah's like, oh, but I sit above the heavens, the the earth is my tabernacle then. You don't make me one if you don't come and worship. Everything else does. You're the only thing that doesn't, and I don't even hold it against you. Like, like kids be like, well, you're a good mommy when you do good things, but you're a bad mommy. It don't change the fact that I'm your mama. <laughs> it doesn't change the fact that I still have to do all the things I have to do, whether you realize it or not. But I'm going to keep bringing this back around, this pattern, over and over and over again. Every time you look, every time you touch something, every time you smell something, every time you hear something, believe me, you're hearing me, seeing me. It, it's, that's how it is. That's how he has it set up. Okay. So let's look at this last page. I'm going to show you something kind of cool. And then, um, I'm a nurse, so she knows I'm not lying. Okay. So the last page? Just, oh, yeah, this one right here. The last, the last with the images. Okay. So right now we have this, and I, I hope I say it right, I think it's esoteric movement, right? It's like this whole, like, new age philosophy where like everything is like spiritual and if I can just transcend this physical then I can be spiritual and I'm going to somehow not need Yah or anything that he set up yeah yeah okay so let's look at this everything everybody thinks that Yah does stuff because he's like silly it's like little lamps and 
altars that look so cute, right? Y'all was like, you don't see it because you have never been inside. You've only seen the outside, right? So nobody, everybody looks at people and they go, you're like, oh, you're, you're functioning because you're alive. And it's like, no, my heart's beating. My brain and my neurons are sending messages and these things are happening. Yes, you see all this calm, but inside it's chaos, like sheer, <laughs> like right now, the brain, like if you could just see, you'd be like, right. Okay, so you see your endocrine, endocrine, endocrine glands. So all these glands are very, very important. We only hear about one. This is why I can't stand about like this new age philosophy and like Egyptology and all this stuff. You only want to focus on the eye of Ra, the pineal gland. But what about, oh, and the hypothalamus, though. I'll give them that, too. But what about, oh, oh and, and, and the, yeah, and, and the peonies and the Chinese. They'll talk about those, too. Everything else gets nothing, right? You know, Yag gives you all of his definitions for things are actually, like, like these things. I'm going to give you a couple of them. Okay, so anyways, so you have, I think there's 10, if you count them. So you have the pineal gland, right? So this is what they consider. It's the, uh, uh, Desocrates called it the seat of the soul. Now, this is more uh, mystic. 11. 11. Well, peenies and giants, both people don't have both. Oh, well. <laughs> some people do. Some people do. Some people do. Right. So you have, so, and so you always hear of it like this. So you hear chakras, right? You have a crown chakra, right? So pineal, same thing, right? Then you have, or, and you, or you have crown, yeah. Then you have like the mind, so you have like the hypothalamus, so the brain, right? Then you have your pituitary gland, this is all up there. So then you have the throat, so you have the thyroid, mm-hmm. right? Then you have the chest, thalamus, and then they have like a heart chakra or the center, right? So you have your adrenal glands, your pancreas, your ovaries, or your testes, right? So they call it the gate, that area is the gate, right? So you see like already it's a body pattern. So did you guys make the body? No. Right? So, on the other side, these are also 10, which is very interesting. You have eyes, right? You have lungs, you have a heart, the liver, a pancreas, isolate cells, kidneys, bone marrow, small bowels, bone. Right? So you're like, okay, well, okay. So, mind, crown chakra, top, head, brain, right? Pineal, holy of holies, right? That's that's this up here. Mm-hmm. The Ark of the Covenant, brain, that thing within, that sacred place, how you communicate back and forth between the Most High, right? You have, you start to see it? See, so then you have altar of incense, golden lampstand, all of these things directly connect to those particular points in the body. So if you start at the gate, the gate would be the womb or the opening. You come in, mm-hmm. right? So it's like keep your body as a temple. Mm-hmm. So you don't, if you, def- he said, some sins you do, they, they, they deal with, you, sin ag- you, know, you deal with the outside. They don't really f- actually affect you. But when you sin against your body, then you defile your temple. So you can see it. If I do stuff outside of here, it doesn't, I mean, it affects everybody, but high priest takes care of that when he goes... But if I do something inside of here, then it affects everybody. Because now Yah's like, oh, you didn't broke the rules. Now I'm not coming to dwell no more. You can really mess it up for everybody, mm-hmm. right? Like you have people who can't have children. You defile the temple. You mess it up. You mess up its function. It might not ever function again. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you see how it works? Like those kind of things are against the body. Okay, so you have the brazen altar. So that's where you have to be... F- in a, in a, like as inside of here, fully consumed. It's where the whole thing is burned. So the whole you is done. Once you come in here, then you give up all of you. You're consumed. But then after that, you wash. So fire tries it, right? Mm-hmm. Water cleanses. So what's left is what's left. So I'm gonna consume all of that. You're giving yourself as a sacrifice here in the physical tabernacle. You have the washing. Then you have the table of showbread to eat. That's the word. So then you fill yourself with the word. So that would actually directly connect with your, this lower area, your stomach area, right? Um, You have the lampstand, which is the light. 
right? You have the altar of incense. Obviously, you're giving up prayers. You have the holy place, so it's a set-apart place. The veil, so it's a separation. You have this separation in your body where certain things that happen in, in your head don't really f- function the same as everything else in your body, right? Like, you literally, your ears, nose, and your throat, right? They all, like, go together. It's very strange. Like, there's nothing, I mean, you don't, this doesn't work like that anywhere else. The head functions in a particular fashion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like all of these things are set up like this. So you're never going to miss me if you just start looking. Unless what other people tell, where other people tell you to look, just look. And you see it literally like everywhere. Like that, that has, I was like literally going crazy today because I was like, wow, wait, hold on. There's like this many bones and this many this. And there's like 365 like what they call like negative commandments and there's like 248 positive commandments and if you add this I'm like okay that's like way too much right so um but Moses wasn't the first person to see it everybody that looked saw it it, it just that's everybody who Yah showed it to first person to actually see um like I guess there's another um uh, image that I saw somebody do where you have uh, Jacob when he has a dream at um, Peniel. Right, he has two. He has one at Luz and he has one at Peniel. So he has one of Jacob's ladder. You hear about that? Where he mm-hmm. says, I saw angels descending mm-hmm. coming out back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then he has another dream about, he says, and he called the place Bethel. Bethel. He said, because this is where, I, this is the house of God. Mm-hmm. He goes, in the dream, he sees it. How? Yeah. Like, how was Yah showing people this? Because the pattern is everywhere. So you see a physical pattern of something that will be physical. So what literally happens, This and I guess I could be isogeting, but there's a verse, and it's in Exodus 20, 18, 18 maybe somewhere about, when, when it talks about um, Moses and the 70 elders going up, when he goes up to get the commandments. And it says that the ground was like sapphire glass. Mm-hmm. And it says that they saw, yeah, face to face. But they did not die. I'm going to find it. Y'all think I'm making it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what said the, the, set, the first half of Hebrews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me see. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Exodus 24. 24 9. Mm. Okay, can you read it? Yeah, she started at the beginning. Which is real. Oh, wow. This is even worse. I just, I just saw something else. This is even worse. And then I thought, so Nadab and Abayu were actually there, so they really. <laughs> yep, it says, so Moshe <laughs> took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, Behold, but a covenant which Yah has made with you in the ordinance with all these things. That's eight. Then Moshe went up with Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel. And they saw Yah of Israel, and under his feet they appeared mm. to be a pavement of sapphires, clear as the sky itself. Okay, so literally, how do you see Yah and not die? So in Christianity, they call this a theophany. It means like you see, you see Jesus in the Old Testament, is what they call it, right? But then it doesn't really make sense because you're like, how? Because like time and how would that work? And right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense. So, and then I'm that pretty much up to some that. So, I've been dealing with a lot of quantum physics stuff and like reading a lot of stuff just because I'm crazy like that. So, I started asking these questions about this whole idea of tabernacle and places that exist that don't exist or that you can see the patterns of these things over and over again. Okay, go ask Carly. And so um, you have the garden, right? So the garden is this place where the garden is blocked. You can't get in, can't go out, right? I mean, you can go out, you, well, not now. But there's literally a place within this realm that we understand where people who have flesh can't actually live, but not die, right? She's in there. So you have Elijah, who is here, right? Has to come back, but how do you come back? You can't like, because you don't get to like shed the body 
right? It's you're, when you're born in this realm, you have a physical body, right? Uh, Enoch, right? And then obviously the third person we have is Yeshua, Yeshua. where you literally have a body. Mm-hmm. You believe that kind of stuff. And you're literally in it, but I can't see you. Right? So the garden was outside of time. It didn't operate with time. Remember when they sinned, then time began. He's like, you, got, you have to get out of here, though. He didn't say, like, this place is tainted. Out there is where you're going, and that place is. And I'm going to set a cherubim to guard this place. Right? Mm-hmm. He said it. Mm-hmm. And so within that place, we, we keep getting these, like, um, these things like, well, yeah, they talked with, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You're like... Okay, I'm like so. These things are starting to come together for me. I'm like, wait, okay. What if? And this is, and I'll prove it in my book. So buy it. No. <laughs> what if? Because Yah, right, lives outside of time, but then within this particular place called Earth, there are rules. The rules for Earth are a lot, but there's some pretty simple ones. Which means, in order for somebody to see you, you have to have flesh. In order to be in this realm and be within the visible spectrum of light, you have to have a body. That is housed by an electromagnetic field that allows you to be seen by other people. Mm-hmm. You take off the electromagnetic field, I can't see you. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, in the garden, if it's outside of time. So, outside of time is like a weird thing. I was trying to explain this the other day. When time is happening, for us, it's, we're in it. So, like, there's a future and there's a past. But if you were like sitting in a in the bleachers at the at the very very top, and a parade was coming by, and you could see the beginning, the middle, and the end, then are you inside? Like it already happened for you. The person standing on the sideline watching the parade, they're only seeing the things that come by as they're watching. The person here can see the whole thing happening. So is the parade over already? Technically, yes. I've seen the whole thing. I'm not going to sit here and watch everybody walk until there's no more people there. But the parade is pretty much concluded to the person. I mean, you can scan back and forth and back and forth. But the parade is, I've seen the whole parade, right? So that's how being outside of time operates. And so to come into time means you have to come into time at the place where time is. So for Yeshua, I'm coming into time at the Pax Romana where you have Caesar. So I'm in time at this particular portion. But I already know the whole parade. Right. But at this right. time, I have to do some. I have to be in time at this particular time to complete this particular function. Right. Right. Okay. But then I can step back outside of time. So people have this whole thing. Um, have you seen Inception? No. Okay, the movie Inception with Leonardo DiCaprio, where he has these dreams, and like they're being able to like manipulate dreams and go into like these crazy. It's a crazy movie if you haven't seen it. I've seen it. Okay. It's, it'll make and you it, angry. It's a dream of about a dream about a dream. Right. You can be within dreams. Yes. Okay. So not necessarily the dream thing. This whole idea of time, mm-hmm. where you know when you fall asleep and you're asleep for like let's say 10, 15 minutes, but it seemed like you slept all day. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't know how long you've been sleeping until you wake up. So death to the believer, I'm not going to deal with the non-believer, but to the believer is like going to sleep. When you wake up, you don't know how long you've been asleep. You could have been asleep 5,000 years. When you wake up, at that moment, you're woke. So when you die and then you wake, you're, that's where you are. You didn't know like, man, I've been asleep for 50,000 years. Like nobody knows that. So you see how, like, how time works. Okay, so in the garden, when Yah created the heavens and the earth, and then he brings everything into visibility through light. So it makes everything physical. It creates this pattern, then you'd be able to, you're able to start seeing this pattern function. Well, because we know redemption comes before the foundation of the earth, that's scripture, then the physical form or the physical lamb has to come then before the foundation. Right? So was Yah just like a lofty ghost? Talking to Adam and Eve, or was Yah, Yah who is salvation, talking to Adam and Eve, and they just didn't understand that part of his function, right? So then, when Yeshua comes, and I'm just gonna kind of go back and forth, when Yeshua comes, and he, they get mad at him because he says, "Before Abraham was, I am." They're like, "Dude, you are 33, but how? I saw Abraham, right?" So when 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 the when they say the Melech or the messenger of Yahuwah comes, right? It's him. You just don't know me yet. Mm-hmm. 
right? So when Moshe, and they go up on the mountain, now he literally says it was, yeah. When you see feet and a body standing, but you don't die, why? The body is veiled with, I mean, the, the spirit is veiled in the body. I have to show you in a way that you can understand. So who did they see? Does Yah just put on these different bodies all the time? Or is it just one? And that tabernacle or that pattern is then seen all the way throughout the scriptures. No, because it says, and they saw Yah, and other times it specifically says the messenger. Okay, so I'm going to, now that'll be your homework, but I'll send it to you. Whenever you hear about the angel of Yah, it is Yah. Mm -hmm. Every time in the Bible, in Hebrew, every when a person in Hebrew reads it, they never see a difference. The only messenger that Yah has outside of him, he says a prophet. His the only messenger he has is himself. Mm-hmm. Only person that can carry his word is himself. Because he is the word. He is the word. word. So every time you see the messenger of Yah or the Malak or the that is him. Or you'll he'll, if it's somebody else, you'll say it'll be Gabriel Maybe or it'll be this. Michael. If you hear, remember when Yah gets upset with the children of Israel and then he sends the angel of Yah before him. Still him. It's just like it's, but it's my message. It's my mess. He carries my message. But the only person that can carry my my message is so powerful that the only person that can carry my message is me. When I like that's just how, and that's why when you have a false preacher, a false prophet, it's such a big deal because you're telling somebody that you've been given a message from Yah who can very well carry his own message, so he's trusting you. But then you defile it. You, you've, you've messed up the pattern. So then the thing with us and who we are on the planet is all those times when, like, for instance, Yah is, is veiled, obviously, again, until the second coming, right? Yes. And so then there has to be a pattern that people see. The tabernacle never stops functioning because they're not a physical tabernacle. Then you become the physical tabernacle. You have to, one, keep your body at a particular function. Keep your home at a particular function because these are mirrors of this tabernacle. The way it functions, the way things go on on the inside, and even the things that are inside. Like, So when you come into a person's house and they say that they are a believer and they got a Christmas tree and not a menorah, Mm-hmm. It destroys the pattern, mm-hmm. right? Like if so, it, that's how. Like Yah's like Solomon. You're the wisest man that ever lived. But I'm gonna have to make you go down as like the most wicked king ever. Why? Because when people went in my temple, they saw Baal and Astral. Mm-hmm. You messed up the pattern. Mm-hmm. So now I'm gonna have to have your temp. All of this stuff you did, I'm gonna have somebody crush it because I don't want what has to be the tabernacle pattern mm-hmm. in a time to come. To have paganism attached to it. Mm-hmm. But just like you don't realize the ramifications of your sins like within your home or what you do. Because what Solomon did literally is a residual. I mean, it's what we see now. Yes. So you see people who like mix up Christmas with. Well, it was because they did it first. Mm-hmm. You had Christmas and Easter in the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. So then your descendants are now going to keep Christmas and Easter in the tabernacle. It has, you know, see what I mean? It's, I mean, yes, other people influence it, but you put it there. And so now Yah's like, no, 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 no. That wasn't supposed to be there. Purge. But it's like, but it's always been there. Traditions have been. <laughs> you see what I mean? And Yah's like, no, it's not about tradition. It's about the pattern. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard for people because I see stuff like with my physical eyes that I'm like, wow, but that goes against everything that I've, anybody would go for, that anybody would believe because... You have a tradition of how things are supposed to go in your head. And then now you're trying to change them and conform them to the Bible. But then it puts you at this weird obscurity. Now you're like this weird, raggedy, outside looking, you know, leather skin, antiquated <laughs> tabernacle out in the wilderness. You're like, no, but I have stuff in here. It's, and it's, I swear I won't. And they're like, no. That lady over there, she she looks like she has it all together and... You know, they don't have all those weird things like menorahs. You know, like, you, they, where the things in the Bible and the, the real things become weird and obscure. Mm-hmm. And the fake things. So you see how the pattern has been perverted. The yeah. pattern within the home. Yeah. When one pattern goes bad, they all go bad. So if people look up and they say, 
no, that's just a burning ball of gas, and there's no relation to that to you, but then I can look in the mirror, and I can look at mine and go, wow, but that looks like this. Oh, no, that's just somebody trying to get really deep. That's, they call that, that's a Gnostic. I'm like, no, I can actually see that. You know what I mean? I can see these things functioning, but you're telling me they're not, but then you're giving me all these things that don't really, like, matter. And so when you stop and you separate, you go, no, I'm going to watch the patterns that y'all set up and to heck with everything else. Mm-hmm. It, it, you can see, you can start seeing things. Like, the Bible is a pattern. The Bible's not linear. Western people why... think point A to point B. Yeah, the Bible thinks cyclical. There's cycles of things. And so now that we know that the redemption starts in the body and your body is a temple, then, and you see the pattern in everything, then when people say, well, I never knew. Y'all be like, you never looked. You were too busy playing Pokemon Go <laughs> looking for Charizard that you couldn't look up long enough to see like, oh man, like plants have veins. I have veins. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should eat some plants. Mm-hmm. Right? They have chlorophyll, which actually helps with my blood, mm-hmm. but they don't bleed. So maybe I should put some of the- Like you didn't sit around long enough to think. People like make fun of those Asian people, mm-hmm. but they think. Mm-hmm. We were watching a video of the mantis, uh, and you're like, they literally watched a mantis move and came up with the, the karate style of mantis. They didn't just say, oh, let's just name this mantis, because, you know, European people, European people do that a lot. They'll just, nothing ever functions according to its name. They were like, no, 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 this karate style is mantis, because the mantis moves like this. You're like, huh. Maybe that's something. <laughs> but yeah, everything like that is yeah. So if you see a menorah, and we'll we'll kind of touch on some of those things, and I'll link these things together. But you see a menorah, if you look at it, it's one complete set of one beaten work, and it says, and the oil comes from the bottom, and it fuels all the other branches. You're like, okay. And it wasn't this flat thing. Yah does never does anything flat. Yah's an artist. Everything's 3D. So the menorah actually looked like a tree. It looked like one candle in the middle and then you had around the outside. What we see is a flattened image of it. And so when you get to the New Testament, if you've been inside the tabernacle and then Paul says, oh, see, there were some natural branches, but they were cut off. A few of them were cut off to make room for you. You're not going to say, well, yeah, because that means that we're a whole nother tree and we can do whatever we want to do. Like, Negro, have you ever looked at a grafting process? When you graft a tree into another tree, the pattern is that that part of the tree then becomes that just tree. like the rest of the tree. Mm-hmm. And it's fueled the same way. Like, what if the root said, this part of the tree is not like this part of the tree, so I'm not going to send nutrients to that graft. Then it's a poor graft and that part dies. Mm-hmm. So how can you... Like, but you've never been in the tabernacle. You're like, ah, that's dusty. I'm not going in there. And you're like, no, you have to see this because then you won't see yourself different from Israel. And so I'll give you this last part. Um, so I told you I was dealing with this whole quantum physics thing. So I was, the, the thing I was reading is why your hand can't go through a table. Right? So this is another pattern. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's patterned all the way down to microscopic. So your hand can't go through a table because the law... Of the, of the universe is only one thing operating in one function can do something at one time. I guess that's... So this table is here. So as long as this table is here, I can't just walk through this space. The table has to move, or I can sit alongside the table, but this table is occupying this space, so I can't take up the space. Although the atoms are, atoms are literally like, if you were to put the distance between them would be like between California and Nevada in between this table but because it's right here and because it's occupying this space according to the law I can't be in this space that's the pattern right if I move this table I can walk all through this space right so um, the way it was explained was like this so there's a baseball diamond or baseball field and my team so we were on a team and we sign up to go play baseball on this baseball field. But the park and recs, they actually double booked. So there's actually another team playing on the field right now. So my mom gets the bright idea, not me, because I don't want to be this person. She gets the bright idea. Well, let's just play alongside of them. So, <laughs> so you be the pitcher and stand next to their pitcher. And you be the batter and stand next to their batter. And then you guys get on the bases. Because there's all this empty space. They're not taking up all the space. So when they throw a pitch, you throw a pitch to your person. And when they go to, when they run, 
it would be chaos, right? Mm-hmm. That's not order. So everybody has to, in order for us to function, then they can say, okay, well, look, you'll be back up first baseman, or you'll be infield, and you'll be this, or you'll be, but we can't all do the same thing at the same time. That's not according to the law. That's not according to the pattern. So people have this, this um, negative idea, and that's why a lot of people can't, because they're like, well, what about the Gentiles? And that's, you know, they don't function the same way that Israel does, because now we have a new function, and now we have their function. And so you have like, and they're going to come around eventually, and then we're going to be playing on the same baseball field side by side. No. Can't occupy the same function in the same space, right? So you can't replace that. You can't, this is fixed. I can't pick it up. Y'all would have to come and then move them. And that's kind of how they think. So what happens is you have a particular function that's a pattern. I chose a people. Now what happens is, just like he says, I'm going to dwell in the midst of them in the wilderness. Then what happens is those other people with the other function come play infield. Come play umpire. Come play catcher. Then we can all occupy the same space. Come sit around the table instead of trying to put your hand through it. And then it all functions because that's the pattern. That's the law. His law works all the way through. The pattern is the same. So the pattern of redemption is the same way. So that's what we'll get more into next week. So now we know we have this physical body. This physical body has a particular function. And so we'll look at the function of the woman and how her redemption is a pattern throughout scripture. And you'll see it over and over and over and over and over and over again until it culminates. All right. I think that's it. Good lesson.